That's what she said. Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? I spy all the wells. Yep. Reporting for duty. Happy to be here. That's... Good to see you guys. Yeah. How are you? I well, am it's, uh, here. It's, it's a company holiday. Yep. Yeah. You know, so MLK, uh, we're recording on MLK, which is, you know, every now and then we get these uh, holidays that are nice. We can move stuff around. Um Make our schedules work a little better. But yeah, okay. sometimes like the good early afternoon recording session, so you actually have the rest of your day. Whereas, yeah, yeah. like, especially and, you know, I'm I'm actually on vacation this week, which is nice because I haven't really had one in a long time. Yeah, our Mondays, I'll be honest with you, sometimes kind of suck. Oh yeah, they sure do because we don't like, get okay. done until like eight or nine o'clock. Well, what, you work a damn full day and then have to put up with. You know my brand of jackassery for several more hours. Like, right, God. work a whole day and then you got to drink beer. Oh dang! I, well, well and, still, and, yeah. Like the, seriously, you're complaining about stuff that doesn't it's, need to be complained. It, yeah, it's first world problems. Yeah, I know, totally. But, but but no, I mean you're not you're not wrong. But, but let's and, not gatekeep tired, okay? Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody's allowed to have that however they like it. Yeah, I mean you know you don't have to drive thirty plus minutes home after no, the recording. So God bless you for doing that every week. <laughs> so, so there is that, but uh, you know, I do. I, I can't imagine how happy you were when we were doing the discord shit. You, you had know, to have been there like, at least a little bit. There were pros and cons. It was nice not having to go anywhere, but to be honest, I kind of enjoy the escape. So, okay. Makes sense. Uh, you know, uh, what was it? Four or five years ago, I transitioned to working from home, home office kind of stuff. You know, I don't, go into a, a building anymore so you know it's super fun and it's super nice and super convenient but like i don't leave the house yeah and after a while like so i look forward to the you know every other monday coming out and, and doing recording and all that so it is nice to get out not that i because again i don't you know like we talk about it every every time we record what have you done nothing not a fucking I thing did nothing. i showed up here that's pretty much it yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll just let Wells get into it because he well, looks no, like he's about I, to I will say, out. I did, I did no, go but, up. Uh, Honey Pie Day was this last week. Oh, yes. Uh, I, yes, I did yes, go yes. up and grab some of that. I have not made it by Birdsong. How's this year's batch? It's real damn good. Awesome. It always is, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it always is. Yeah, I, I grabbed some of that and uh, a little bit of Rewind and ran over to Vine Barrel, picked up a couple things. And, uh, you know, it's like I don't get up there that often. But I was up there and I'm like, mm, yes, let's do this. So... I did something. I did something. Where's Yay. my? I need. Where's the gold stars? I need to put one up on the awesome. chart. Well, yeah, I just kind of like popped out and about, like you know, visiting some breweries that you know do the right thing. Like, yeah, you know, went to Noda, went to Resident Culture. Um, it, I'm not quite used to having my temperature taken uh, when I walk in a place. Like, Forehead or uh, wrist. Uh, wrist these days. I, I like the wrist ones. Those are kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, let me take your temperature real quick and, you know, wash your hand or like, just use sanitizer. And, and I just, I'm a big fan of it. Like I feel better about, right. You know, going, go to places that, you know, you thanks for taking a precaution for me. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I know. I mean, and was it resident culture, uh, yesterday afternoon and saw a couple walk up with, uh, with like, maybe a six-year-old in tow. Here's the thing. Since the pandemic started, RC has at least posted, we are now 21 and up only. And I saw this couple get turned away at the door. Sorry, you cannot bring your kid in here anymore. Whoa! Yes. And I, it absolutely blew my mind. And I just wanted to like stand up and applaud. Like, holy shit. You're sticking to your guns. Right. And that's great. Like... Because that kid was running 
buck wild. And, and I was going to say, and I know I'm, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the show, but I will never fucking forget the time the three of us were at Resident Culture and there was a small child that pulled down all the games off of the shelf and the parents just fucking sat there and then left. Yep. I and wanted we, to lose my they shit. They didn't stop and attempt to like pick things up. It's like, oh crap, our kids screwed up. We're just going to leave. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, uh, waitress, uh, waitress, all this stuff fell down. Yeah. Yep. You're lucky we don't sue. Mm. Oh, gosh. My kid, my kid could have choked on a puzzle piece or something. Like, so, yeah, but, so to hear that happen is yeah. fucking amazing. You know, they took it well. I mean, I, I couldn't hear what was going on, but I saw what happened. Like, hey, stop that can't. And the kid was going buck wild in the parking lot, just like running around, running around. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God. What? Mom and dad needed a beer, but like, sorry. Sorry, yeah. bro. Yeah. But, we enter she and some to-go. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have liked to see them get some to-go, but they didn't. I imagine that, that has to be super awkward and embarrassing. And as somebody without kids, I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Things, so. I just like, I feel like in that moment, like the parenting nerve gets struck and it's like, well, screw you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. Later on, you'll cool down and be like, yeah, that was probably the right thing. I mean, we were pushing it with our kid. Most reasonable people should go down that path. Now, as we all know, not all parents are reasonable. Yeah. Nope. And logic doesn't really exist. Yep. Hales Orp. So all right. That's something I just, I'd never seen before. And that's like, awesome. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, that is cool. It's not awesome. I mean, like it's, it is a, a positive sign that all the talk about pivoting and trying to find a way in this, this new, new that we have. Yeah. That it's actually more than just, you know, flapping of gums. Right. Because, you know, we, we see the news around here and it's like, oh, well, we're going to start shutting down places at 10 o'clock because that's when COVID is out. <laughs> well, no, but like, okay. I didn't know COVID was like a vampire. It only yeah. It also, night. yeah. It also, does, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole, yeah, there's a whole thing, but it's a whole thing. It's just, it's comforting to see that a brewery who, you know, like not that like resident culture is going to be hurting over losing a couple of customers, but Especially right now when money's tight for everyone. Yeah. Like, you know, now probably isn't the time that you just turn away business. So, I mean, that takes a lot of guts to not just have a rule, but to stand by it. Because how many places do you see that say masks are required? And it's really more of just a strong suggestion. Yeah. Like, please wear a mask when you come in. And I'm like, that's great. If your bartenders or taproom manager doesn't enforce it, then it's just a post in your Instagram story. Yep. Exactly. It's like all the other wall and window art that people put up. Who cares? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, anything else going on, Wells? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Well, because I <laughs> because said, you pretty much put the, the news together <laughs> for oh, this entire two oh, episodes. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like anything. Yeah. Man, my back has just been hurting from carrying. I, I know you've been carrying it lately. <laughs> so uh, we've. Kind of actually get to break some news for once. Yeah, it kind of sucks because by the time you all hear this, it'll be Thursday. And, yeah. you know, um, there will be a press conference and all that kind of stuff. So it won't really be new news, but, you know, here we are. Hey, goddammit, we said it first. Yeah. So, Wells, you're just going to have to trust us that we're breaking this three <laughs> days ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, like, we're talking like a couple hours fresh here. I mean, like, yeah. this is pretty so, big. So, Wells, what's, what's happening? 
uh, Old Mecklenburg Brewery out of Charlotte uh, has signed a distribution deal with Adams. Uh, Adams is a distributor in Charlotte, and they will be handling uh, Old Mecklenburg's distribution uh, in this area. Which is a pretty big culture shift for OMB, I believe, because they, they have for years... Like that was a big piece of kind of their campaign for craft freedom was, you know, they, they want to distribute their own beer. Yep. They've got their own people. They can do it better. You know, so like this definitely feels like a like a big shift from what I would have. I don't know. Is this, this one kind of took me, you know, by surprise. Yeah. Um, and especially considering Adams is uh, kind of was. OMB's public enemy number one for a while. There were all sorts of issues with shenanigans and, you know, taps being disconnected and like sabotage. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So here they are like public enemy number one. It's, it's stunning, like absolutely jaw dropping, stunning news. Like I, I never in a million years thought this would happen. Yeah. When I got that text, I uh, Kind of was taken aback for about five minutes. And what? Huh? What? Yeah, I mean, you know, it may be unfair of us to speculate why, but it sure is a lot of fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's unfair for us to speculate why, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. Uh, have at it. I have some thoughts on this. And chief among them is Old Mecklenburg Brewery has failed. This is, I mean, this is absolutely against every single thing that they fought for in craft freedom. There are dozens of quotes from their owner, John Marino saying, we are the best equipped to handle our home market. Why should I be legally forced to sell my brand rights in Charlotte when I can do this job better than anybody? Right. And here they are selling their brand rights in Charlotte because John Marino has built that company up and his hubris took it down. His inability to say, we screwed up uh, with that Mechtoberfest thing. And this is not me just being armchair quarterback. This is me as somebody that's done brand management for mm -hmm. years. It was textbook what not to do in a right. situation. And when I pointed out, hey, maybe blocking people on you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, might not be the best way to, to handle things. Yeah. Uh, I received a hate-filled text my way from an old Mecklenburg employee uh, when John Marino goes on TV and cries because business is down 50%. I pointed out, hey, bud, you were reposting memes uh, about you lighting your brand reputation on fire. He blocks me. It's like... He can post memes and laugh about it, but the second they lose money, oh, well, woe is me, bud, save it. Yeah. So for them to come out and say, we're signing our in-house, like, we're going with distribution in Charlotte, they failed. Yeah, I feel like, <clears throat> to your point, was they, they had opportunities to make decisions a little bit differently, and it could have played out differently. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, to your point, you know, like the, that hubris, that constant, it's, 
you know, it's it's not our fault. Like it it just it didn't play well in in an in an era where everyone is really paying a lot of attention. Those statements got magnified mm-hmm. and Tenfold. double magnified. And and again, you know, you figure that was what October. Yep. Back when everybody was really, really, more than anything, pissed off that they couldn't go out and do stuff. Yep. And you got a handful of people who, let's be real, get a little martyr syndrome when it comes down to it. But we have many who sit back and say, well, I'm doing everything the right way. And then these assholes are ruining it for everybody. And then, you know, you got the owner who comes out and says, well, we're, we're losing a lot of business. Well, I mean, the public has spoken at that point. Yeah. And I really hope that there's more to this than an easy hot take of, you know, they screwed up their brand because that's a pretty bummer of a mistake. Now, that being said, I will maybe give them a little credit because the, the funny thing about somebody like John is that he, he, he is very passionate about what he says mm-hmm. and it's part of how he sells you on his ideas. Yeah. And for years, what did we hear? We will only bottle in glass. Nothing else is, is correct. And then it became, well, okay, we're only going to bottle in glass, but we're going to sometimes do plastic bottles because we found this plastic and we've decided it's okay. Okay. And then cans started coming out. Is it that OMB has started to lose its clutch hold on the Charlotte market like it used to have? Because to me, that feels like a completely plausible situation. Now, I don't have the numbers and so I'm just speculating and I'm sure somebody will fact check me and that's fine. I'm just throwing out ideas, but yeah, you know, some of these pivots you don't make unless you have to, you know, when, when you, when you are kind of the, the top dog and you don't have to change, you won't change. Right. But when you start seeing changes, it's because you recognize that you need to change. Maybe it's Sam Adams buying a cider or, a, or really spending all their time with ciders, even though they said beer is the only way, lager is the only way. Oh, but Hey, we're going to start making some IPAs too, by the way. They have a hazy. It's now, by it, the way. Well, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, they have before. Have they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they've had a couple I, in the big tall cans. They try them out. They're experimental, whatever. But like, there's that part of me that you know. I think back to kind of, and, and I'm sure Wells, this is probably where you're at. And I think Josh is too. But we have this kind of like precious view of what the Charlotte beer scene and the beer culture is. Yeah. And one of, and a lot of that is based on constants. And one of those big constants was. Old Mac did things a very specific way. Yep. And this is just, it's it's tough to swallow. Yeah. For as long as, you know, for, for two plus years, we all got on board with craft freedom. Yep. What happens to craft freedom now? Does OMB just exit that whole thing and say, all right, sorry, Todd and Susie, y'all are on your own? You know, like, I don't, I don't know what this, what, where, where. Well, I mean, craft freedom ended. Like, it, the fight's over. Craft Freedom won. Yeah. You know, they got the self-distribution cap raised to an amount that really meant that they could cover their home markets forever and, you know, still use uh, distributors, you know, outside of everything else. So what this means now is, I mean, here's, here's crisis management 101. A friend of mine got blocked simply for saying, why aren't you talking more about the COVID test. Uh, like, you know, the week after everything blew up on old Mecklenburg, they were having a drive through COVID thing. Like 
on premise in, yeah. their, in their parking lot. And a friend got blocked simply for saying, why aren't you doing more to promote this? Banned. What they should have done, and, and free advice, too, too late for them now, what they should have done is say, hey, we made a mistake. Saturday got out of control. That is not indicative of how we do things around here. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Come in. If you were here last Saturday, if you're worried, even if you weren't and you just want to get tested, come on in, get tested. And while you're here, we'll give you like a coupon for a free appetizer. Come enjoy it in our socially distanced COVID safe, out, yes. COVID safe outdoor area. Yep. Remove some tables because tables were a little too close. You know, remove, remove a couple tables, make that place just pop and say, look, we screwed up and we fixed it. But or, we're they, tr- or we're trying to fix it. Yeah, we're, we're, we yeah. want like again having that hubris and saying you know everybody's against me kind of puts out this impression that you have all the answers. And let's be honest, nobody has all the answers yet. Yeah, we we all like to you know do that thing where I read a, an article and it says this and that and this is how it's all gonna you know like we all want to be experts. We all want to be that prognosticator that gets to say they were right. We all love our hot takes. That's what we've been doing for seven years. Yeah. Nobody's got it all figured out. And as the the public face, the owner of a business, like now is a time to have sympathy and empathy and just kind of lean in and say, you know, this got out of hand. We wish it wouldn't have. It did. We're really going to try. We're sorry. Yeah. That's it. For- That's all you needed to say. And I would have been there in that tap room opening my wallet up. Hey guys, whatever you need, it sucks for everybody right now. And it, like, and all that was was you know, here's how we had things set up, and we let that get out of hand. I'm sorry. We have literally had breweries in this town that have put out two and three kind of open letters to the public. Hey, look, we're sorry. Our beer has sucked. It's going to be better, mm-hmm. and that brewery is now doing better than it probably ever has. To which I don't understand, but I mean it. Same. Well, because they made better beer, you know they they admitted a mistake and they did something to fix it. Yeah, but I mean especially you know like to if you were making bad beer, like that's the easiest way to get people to write you off forever. Because why mm-hmm. should I waste my time? Yeah, that is in my eyes a lot harder to recover from as a brewery than it would be just to say, look, hey, you know, we're all still learning. We made a mistake, yep. but unfortunately, when you kind of get that tunnel vision and you get kind of myopic about my, my opinion on this is the only correct opinion. You kind of lose perspective and suddenly you don't think anything's as big a deal as maybe others do. And now you're really just insensitive. And that's really what it comes down to is he was just really insensitive to all of this. Maybe could have handled it better. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, we, you know, we all know what we probably would have liked to have heard him say, would that put us in a different spot than we are in today? I don't know. Yeah. I really like, it's hard to say this may have been something that had been in the works for a while pre COVID, but this didn't help. No, no. And you know, it's the same thing with founders. Like I'm not drinking founders anymore because they did some super racist shit and they are unable to say we made a mistake. Yeah. Like an apology <laughs> is a start, you know, Sure, you're doing a lot of changes behind the scenes that aren't like customer facing and we're really doing a good job of cleaning up our culture. Cool. But I just need to hear you say, dude, we fucked up. 
can you forgive us? Because I'm not going to attempt to forgive you until you apologize. Yeah. It's hard to forgive someone who doesn't show remorse. Exactly. And and that ultimately is, I think, kind of where, where Wells is at. Yep. You know, I'm not necessarily as polarized, but like I completely understand where you're coming from. So I'm talking, sitting on the couch, kind of looking at my phone with my jaw dropped open earlier. My wife says, what's going on? And I'm like, well... Well, you're not going to believe this. Here, here's what's going on. And she looks at me and she's like, oh, dang, does that mean we can't have old mech anymore? And I'm like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, it's going to be different. It's going to be tough. Um, You know, like I feel for Ryan, you know, I mean, you know, he tells me that the, the sales team is all going to be intact. So at least there's that. So I kind of want to still support Ryan. Yeah, but, but RIP to all the delivery drivers and merchandisers and everybody that worked for them. Like, yeah. yeah and, and allegedly, and, and I'm going off of what Ryan told me, but, you know, he said that they'll all have a job with Adams if they want it. You know, which is, the, you know, very typical when, uh, and, and like, I know this isn't a fair analogy, but when a company acquires another company, they do that thing where it's like, well, everybody's going to keep their jobs. Until they don't. For about a year until we figure out who's good and who's not, and we cut some some dead weight. Yep. You know, and those that are good would stick around just like they would have, you know, otherwise. But, and you got to see. Who knows? Maybe this will actually make Adam's uh, distribution staff even better. But we'll see. Who knows? But Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I never, ever thought that would happen. Never. Yeah. Yeah, and all of the um, hot takes and guesses and everything else that we thought, you know, could happen, would happen. Um, you know, even if we'd have taken odds on this, I don't believe anybody would have, would have, I don't know, any of us would have grabbed at this one. No, absolutely not. I mean, you know, we, we have talked on the show and in private conversations, to be quite honest, that there's probably going to be a brewery that one of the big boys is going to purchase in this town at some point. And speculating and speculating and speculating, but who signed with Adams before? And then something happened. It's happened in the past. Yeah, I mean, Wicked Weed, you know, was a little bit different of a scenario, but they pulled, they, you know, they, they pulled their chair up to that table. Yep. And got picked up. So who, maybe, you know, if AB decides they want to start getting into the, you know, better brew pub experience, old mech gets real attractive. Yeah. Who knows? Crazy times. Crazy fucking times. Did um the Sycamore use Adams? Do you know? I off the top of my head, I'm I can't remember who they do this row through. Because like I know we're I, jo- I, I I think they do. I think I'm, that's I'm the path sure Josh is going down. It's like, you know, we saw Wicked Weed get picked up by Adams for a nice hefty sum. And then we all started speculating that they would get acquired. And then before we could even get it out of our mouths, I think they got picked up. So yep. like it, we kind of wonder how much longer it's going to be. You know, maybe AB is smartly waiting for the opportunity to pick up some distressed breweries, you know, that are looking for a cash infusion. I mean, this, you know, Old Mech is not the only, I mean, Sycamore is through Adams, but so is like Sugar Creek. And oh, okay. Okay. So, that's fair. All right. That's you know, fair. they aren't the only local to go with, but I, I just never in a million years saw. Yeah. Not, not them. Yeah. But on the same token, like, so if you say that the craft freedom fight is <laughs> over because what they went, what, what that movement went for, they achieved. 
then maybe the landscape is different and it makes this less of a big deal than it used to be. Mm. Just well, playing devil's avocado. Devil's avocado. Well, in other crazy, not local news, uh, Hill Farmstead has decided, probably rightfully so, to just shut down production for the winter and will reopen in the spring. Oh. Job's done. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> number one, it's Vermont. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. Or weren't they the one that just moved into that new like facility out in the middle of nowhere? Maybe. Might have been, yeah. It was, one, it was one of those that was like upstate New York, and it's this big, expansive <laughs> No, that was a treehouse. Ah, okay. That's doing that, but uh, yeah, it's middle of Vermont, and it's winter, like it's mm. winter here, but I hear it's really cold in Vermont in the wintertime. Right? I hear it's really cold in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we've also got that whole COVID thing that's still happening. And are you saying it might not be very easy for customers to bundle up, drive hours into the middle of nowhere, and go sit outside in the teens temperature? Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. then it might just be easier to just hit pause on things and ramp up stuff when it's warmer so this yep is, this is kind of genius actually yeah you know like we see these brands come into a market they make a big splash and then the interest dies out because there's so much to choose from they pull out of the market and then like a year later they come back i mean hill farmstead's basically doing that without like all of the expense yeah we're just gonna quit making beer for a little bit y'all forget about us and then we'll come back and be like oh finally the hill farmstead's back give me yep. give me give me, give me. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you like the last time i had a hill farmstead beer i mean it's been a couple months but i'm starting to itch it itch for it now like i can't have it i want it well especially when they're like we're shutting down you want it especially bad now yep. yeah you telling me i can't have this thing that i really want now Ooh, okay and i now have to wait till like mid-april before i can even possibly get anything from you i know i know so, yeah. So, yeah. ISO Anna. Oh, oh, dang. Dang, I could go for a nice Saison right now. Like, just... That's not a Saison. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, what's going on in uh, Mississippi? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, congratulations to the state of Mississippi for being the last state to uh, end the prohibition. <laughs> Yeah, I saw this headline. I went, what? What? How is this possible? No, that can't be right. Yes. And yet here we are. Like, Mississippi had a law on the books that said, like, they were essentially a dry state, but counties could, like, opt in or whatever. Well, that, that went away. Okay. So Mississippi, like, counties can say... You know, now say we are a dry county if they choose to, but the default is alcohol is legal unless the voters say no. Whereas before, alcohol was illegal unless the voters opted in. in. So okay. that just, what? It's so like you want to talk about an easy reelection campaign. Hey, just in case you all are forgetting, I'm the one that got uh, alcohol re-legalized for the entire state during COVID. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. So yeah, that, but then they're like, "But hey, seriously, have you seen the beer that we have here, my dude? I mean, it's real bad." That beer, this uh, this law was signed in uh, in June, but it went into effect when the year began. So July or January first, July first. Yeah, I mean that feels <laughs> like when the year began, but not, yeah, not really. yeah. I keep I, I keep thinking month. like if you told me July first was the beginning of twenty twenty one, I'd be like, "Yeah, that tracks." 
Yep. That feels about yeah, right. Seems, seems legit. I, I feel like we're we're in a Marvel movie. We're like waiting for that end stinger. And then like, ah, yeah, it's okay. Here we go. It's all this election crap. Okay. Now it's done. And people are like, nope. Not nope. Yet. <laughs> 2021 was like, hold my beer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. I cannot believe that. I mean, I know that, you know, the Bible Belt has some crazy bass awkward laws, but damn. <laughs> the new law allows the possession of alcohol. I mean, like, that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine, like, going to someplace in Mississippi on business and be like, all right, cool, I'm going to go down to the bar. And they're like, nope, nope. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the store and get some. And they're like, aha, yes, we will arrest you for that, too. Okay. Well, I mean, famously, I don't know how much you were aware of the area outside of where our company is headquartered, but most of that area around it is dry. Oh, mm. God. Imagine being stuck there for like a, a, <sighs> a week-long At retreat all. or something. Period. Like, what, what do you mean I can't legally possess booze here? Like, yeah, what the did fuck? I, did I fly to like a foreign country or something like so this Utah? is the United States. Do we like, somehow end up in Utah? Yeah, right. When even Utah is like, damn Mississippi, like, you know, you're messing up. Yeah, exactly. Somebody has to be the last one. Thankfully, weren't you know, they the last ones to legalize homebrewing too? Or was that Alabama? Alabama. Might have won- I, I can't remember. I, it was one of the one, other. Yeah. It's one of the two, but I mean, you know, like, okay, so we're busting on Mississippi, but on the bright side, like awesome. Congrats. Yes. Like enjoy it. Have a beer, drink responsibly, you know, Exactly. You don't have to drink it all in one day to catch up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Save your liver. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure. Fine. All right. Last story. Well, what's happening with AB? In uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, SAB, AB and Bev, whatever, is suing the South African government because of their shutdowns, where basically they are shutting down breweries, alcohol manufacturers across the board saying like such spots are hot spots for COVID. They're trying to slow the spread of COVID, but to, to close by law, like an entire industry, just like breweries can't brew. They can't run a tap room. Like couldn't even sell things to go. Like, wow. Are you kidding me? So, so they're suing and their whole thing is, um, so, so that's got to be a pretty big hit for them to bring out the lawyers and sue like at that level. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, they South Africa is getting hit real hard with COVID. They've got a 30% positivity rate, whereas a little over a month ago, I mean, that's double what it was. Uh, it was 15%, you know, in December. Um, but the number of people that have been, uh, that have lost their jobs due to this. It's, it's nuts. Um, I mean, it was in the, like they're saying like illegal ac- alcohol sales have flourished. Well, well, duh. well, but here's the thing. Like, is that stuff safe? Oh, sure. You know, is it, has it been cut with this going to be on the next episode of trafficked with uh, what's her face? That's a fun show. Oh, okay. But hey. like, it, it was just nuts. They estimated like the number of like alcohol industry employees that have lost their jobs. I don't know. This kind of sounds like, wait, don't, don't go any further. Josh. This kind of sounds like uh, what we have here today in our secondary market. The quote is that uh, um, 
craft beer was circulating in blank silver cans because breweries didn't want their names on it. In WhatsApp groups, your average housewife or suburban couple was suddenly selling all kinds of alcohol. Yeah. That's the secondary market in the U.S. I uh-huh. mean, yeah. let's be real. Yeah, 100%. It is. Not any more legal than what these folks are doing. Yep. But that's that's just wild. Like, I couldn't imagine a, a country coming in and saying, like, we're going to shut down alcohol sales. Like, that just blows my mind. Yeah, it is crazy. And I didn't realize also, uh, according to this, it's a good beer hunting, so 500-page essay. Uh, there is 250. And they got quotas, man. They got quotas. There is 215 craft breweries in South Africa. I did not know that. that Neither. I wonder how many of them are owned by AB and Bev. Yeah, I'm, I'm like very 212. Curious. Probably. Probably. Well, because the quote in here was about how many breweries are, are having to shut down. And I just don't feel like AB and Bev would be suing a country if they didn't have a pretty significant stake in all of that. Yeah. I also feel like they would be the last ones that that would have to shut down because of financial impact. Yeah. But here we are. Crazy, crazy times. 20, 2020 has been a whole thing and 2021 is already starting to be a whole nother thing. Yeah, I- I can't say I'm going to be visiting South Africa anytime soon. Which, no, you which, don't want to go to the land of apartheid. Well, come on, that's been Kids struck died. down for whatever. But, no, but, it's not. But it's it still but exists. it is seriously like it was on my list of like places that I would love to go visit, uh, simply because of all the great whites that are off the coast. Like that's it. That's like a bucket list thing. Like I just want to see a great white shark, and that's like a place to go do it. Well, if I can't have a beer after I see that, because I'm gonna want one. Uh, maybe I'm just gonna skip it. Dang, make some more noise, Jeff. I'm sorry about that. Slam throwing his ice cube around like. No, it's... but I needed to get back to this crispy boy. <laughs> Smart. Okay, I'll allow it. All right. Are we ready for our break? Oh yeah. Probably. All right. I think everybody else is ready for our break. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll be back in thirty. It's time for buy no buy, Jeff. How does that work? All right, so we've been drinking beer through this show, uh, and and we're going to talk about the beer that we've had and whether or not we would buy it or or not buy it again uh, using our money. So you know, it's an interesting way to view things instead of rating it on a scale that doesn't necessarily make sense. I mean, would I flat out ever buy this beer again? Important distinction. So first beer up. First beer up from Divine Barrel. Uh, <laughs> It's their Italian Pilsner. What kind of uh, what kind of beer is this Italian Pilsner? Um, uh, I'm looking here on the label. It is an Italian style Pilsner. Oh, that, that tracks. Yeah, dang. <laughs> I mean, it is what it says. It is. Divine Barrel makes it so hard to me when they have stuff like Peach Cobbler and Italian Pilsner and you know, Leadfield Snowshoes. Okay, that's a bad example. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, an Italian Pilsner, which, if I remember right, they said it was like. Uh, it's a Pilsner style that they've then added extra hops to, which I guess is an Italian thing in this particular style. Um, 
Uh, I, I love this new, I don't want to say new term, but I love this term that's somewhat new to me of crispy boy. Crispy boy. Uh, I like bitter boy. I like crispy boy. This is a very good crispy boy. Um, I bought a four pack of this and uh, I had it in my fridge and I had one ready to go for today. And Wells texted, he's like, hey, here's all the beers that I'm bringing. I'm like, cool. He's bringing one up, leaving mine in the fridge. Ah, <laughs> hell yeah. Score. One more Italian pills for this guy. Um, I, I really enjoy this beer. It's really good. Um, it's it's just a fun, fun beer. Uh, very crispy. Big buy. Wells? Uh, I mean, it's getting to the point where... You can just say it's uh, a crispy boy from Divine Barrel, so you know it's going to be yay good. Uh, this again, not the exception to that rule. This is—it's just delicious. It's clear. It's clean. It's flawless. Like there's there's nothing wrong with this. There's no hiding in that beer. Yeah, that this thing just it. Unlike this one, that's very cloudy. Yeah. Yeah, can, big, you, can you crispy oh, boy yeah, me? I'll crispy up. I'm a big, huge fan of this Italian Pilsner Divine Barrel. Great job, as usual. Again, whatever. Good job, Josh. What are your thoughts on this crispy boy? So here's the funny thing you guys don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. About ten minutes before Jeff showed up, I had uh, the pork that I made for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I'd frozen and yep. you know pulled some of it out, and actually had a sandwich right before you showed up, and then had this. Oh my God! It so, was just so, so you, good. You bought some as well. <clears throat> no, I I did not buy this, but like oh okay, this was like kind of like my palate cleanser, you know, of like oh, I just yes. had a nice pulled pork sandwich and mm, then I had this. Yes. Holy shit! This is fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's the only way that pulled pork could have been any better. Like yeah. little crispy boy to it. Oh man, this is real. And I've never heard of an Italian pilsner before. Same. I don't care. Like, but I this, if, if this is what these are, please everybody make these. Always. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, this is like, there's those weird, like, you know, we kind of like Pilsner and Lager and blah, blah, blah. But then there's like, you know, these weird offshoots or, or different ones that don't get made a lot. Um, yeah. You know, this is one of those. And I, I think it's really good. I'm trying to think of, uh, shit, what's it called? There's another style that I like. It's got a weird German name. Talking about the Czech Pills? The... No, no, Czech Pills, I think I would remember. Um, Anyway, I'll, I'll think of it when I'm not thinking of it. Who knows? But yeah, anyways, like I said, uh, this is fantastic. And Zwickle, Zwickle. Oh, the Zwickles. Zwickle beers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Like I said, well, as soon as I stop thinking about it, I'll think of it. Exactly. So yeah, this is fantastic. Big, huge buy. Next beer up. Um, next beer up is a Chuck beer. Yeah, I, 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 I actually guessed that. Like I took one sip. And I'm like, something tells me this is a Chuck beer. Yeah, I mean, um, so, not even looking at the label. Yeah, so so this was from Academia in Athens. It's called Great Stamina. It's a hazy double IPA with Strata and Enigma. Um, I I think there was a good beer in this can. Unfortunately, uh, this is now four months old. So the hops have gotten a little weird in it for me. Um, like there's this kind of pineapple-y vibe to it, but then the other hop that's in there. So, something got something turned almost you know like it just i feel like like i would i would love to try this fresh i would give this another chance but um i'm a pass on this one on this particular sample sorry chuck wells that that sums it up i i think this beer i think i would have really enjoyed this beer four months ago but now i'm gonna have to say it's it's not at its best josh now it all makes sense everything about it makes sense because, yeah, I, I had the same thought the re- 
the rest of you did. It's yeah. like, like there's mm. something here, but like, it's... this tastes old. Check the can date. I'm like, oh yeah, it because it, it is. Yeah. So, no buy, unfortunately. Next beer up. All right, next beer up from uh, Sierra Nevada. It's their big little thing, Imperial IPA. Um, somewhat cloudy, not at all hazy. It's um, it's fine. It's fine. I'm if I'm doing a nine percent IPA, I'm, I just got I just got honey pie, and so like right now, like all of I my get it. I get all it. my double IPA vibes are 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 looking through the lens of both honey pie and Leadfield snowshoes. This one just doesn't. Is Leadfield a double? Is it? It's not. Is it? It's a regular. Still, I'll take that. Um, this one's okay. It's just when. Wells was ranting about it earlier and I saw that you were putting this on the list. I'm like, okay, this might be like, this would be a good one to be able to pick up. Cause it's tough sometimes to find like mainstream 9% IPAs, but yeah. Um, that's a no buy. Wells. Uh, going like, so I had some hopes for this beer because I'm a huge fan of hazy little thing. I mean, here is Sierra Nevada cracking the code on a mass produced mass distribution, uh, hazy oh much more of like a a juicy ipa rather than like you know yeasty sludge that we we've seen in places that you love i get it so you know i had some pretty high hopes for this one and uh you know to be honest it it delivered you know here is a mass-produced super easy drinking nine percent ipa like i could i could see myself sitting down with a four pack of this at the house and just getting in some fucking trouble. It's it's just super tasty. So big buy. It you know, good job Sierra Nevada. Josh. Even better wells, they come mm-hmm. in six packs, not four packs. Oh shoot. Don't <laughs> tell me. That. Yeah, they come in six packs. Ten dollars, right? Uh no, fourteen. Which is still not bad though. That's for, not bad. I mean for a six pack of yeah nine percent IPA. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I mean you know, most breweries around here that are going to do a 9% beer are going to put it in a pint can. You're going to get four of them. It and will be at least 16, if not 18 bucks. Yep, exactly. So that was kind of the, where the, I didn't balk at the price. And I think this is a damn good. Just here's a 9% double IPA. There's no crazy tricks with it. It's not. Yeah. You know. <laughs> the hops didn't do it for me, I think. It, it makes sense. I get it. But. Man, Sierra Nevada's just been kind of killing it lately with some yeah. of this stuff. And it's, you know, it's, I shouldn't say they've been kind of killing it because they always have been. Right. I, I guess we just ignored them for so long. Well, they, they weren't innovating for so long. And yeah. We, like, I remember somewhat distinctly the episode where we talked about, are they in trouble? Yep. Because they too. weren't pivoting, except that their pivot was like adding fruit to torpedo. And, you know, like, nobody wanted tropical torpedo and, and you oh know, like, god i remember that right and then like quietly they kind of you know Willy wonka style they went off behind the scenes and just kind of sat there and did their little thing and then they come out and just slap it out on the table and it's like hey look i'm here yeah exactly I mean, again it's good beer i'm not buying it but yeah, not for you but i get it uh but yeah big huge buy for me next beer up uh next beer up from resident culture secondhand shanty a 10%. A 10% triple IPA because back when I was drinking beer, a 10% beer was a double, but whatever. Yeah. I know it's more than that, but um, this tastes good. 
I like it. I don't know that I would enjoy a full can of it, though. I would love this as a West Coast style without all the haze in it. Um, I know Wells, I, I know, I know what I'm, it's dumb, <laughs> but I also would enjoy it if they quit putting blue text on black background, but this is a hazy, <laughs> it's a, it's a hazy triple India pale ale hopped with, and I feel like I'm old. Oh yeah. But, uh, mosaic cryo, Michigan copper and strata, um, Again, real, real good. It just it it's got that like super heavy like hazy kind of thing going on that just I don't I can't drink a lot of and enjoy it, but it tastes great. So no buy, but good beer. Wells, uh, I'm with you on that text. Uh, I like to think my eyesight's pretty freaking good, and that's like uh uh-uh. uh no no no. Well, you are trying to reverse that glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> resident culture has cracked the code in terms of like making 10% IPAs that are somehow just so stinking smooth. Um, like I, I think burial does a really good job. They've got like a base 15% stout, uh, recipe, uh, that, that burial does really well. And I, I think that like, this is the second kind of 20, 10% triple IPA that I've had from resident culture lately. That's just been, on on an impeccable level, super buy. Really enjoy this, Josh. I mean, it's RC. It's a hazy. We we know what's gonna happen. This here. is so good. This like, is damn. It good. is real. It is real good. Damn, damn good. It's a fine, fine beer. Uh, final beer up. Bye, by the way, for me. Okay. Uh, final beer up from Noda. Uh, man, I feel like we haven't had Noda. Well, I guess we had Imperial Hop Drop. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, Noda has uh, a new beer out called Purely Intentional Breakfast Stout. Um, just what you would call a regular stout or a session stout, as Josh likes to call it occasionally. That's right. <laughs> it's a session stout. Uh, but uh, yeah, just a regular 6.5% stout uh, made with pure intention coffee here. Uh, they're in Charlotte, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are right down the road yeah, they're the OG spot. They're like, uh, no, down North Tryon from their main production facility. Oh, okay. cool, cool, cool. And I'm talking like blocks away, yeah. not, not nice. real, real close. Yeah. Um, smooth and toasty stout made with oats and uh, specific coffee beans that provide hints of dark cocoa, caramel, and honey. Um, it's good. You know, it is, so it's interesting as I'm reading this now, it says it doesn't, it doesn't leave a lingering smoky or overly roasted aftertaste. And actually I found that it like, I got the good coffee vibe from it and then it was gone. Like it didn't, I, I wanted this to hang around a little bit longer and unfortunately it didn't. Um, let me try some more. It's fine. I'm just not crazy about it. Mm, dead air. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right. Um, you know, this actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's a little bit slightly different way. Yeah, I'll, I know after all of that, I'll buy this. Um, Are you sure about that? So I'm in this really weird place with Highwire these days where like Highwire used to be my jam. And then they expanded a whole bunch and like things like the quality started dipping and then they started like 
adjuncting 10W40 to no end. Yeah. And I just kind of like, it's almost like they got too big and I don't know them anymore. And so I just kind of like stepped away from it. So like even when Strongman came out, like I didn't get any Strongman. Um, this would be a good fill-in for Strongman. Okay. So I'll, I'll buy it. Well, I uh, went to Noda this past weekend um, for an adjuncted Coco Loco, I think with vanilla and coffee, which Ooh. was good. But then as beer number two, I'm like, oh, they've got a breakfast out. I'll give it a shot. And damn, the coffee in this is just where I want it. Um, I mean, this is like I could have no guilt cracking one of these open at 8 a.m. Like, this is just, yes. this is a coffee beer. Um, not, this, not a beer with coffee. This is a coffee beer. This is, this is really tasty, and I'm a big fan. Yeah, this is one of those, like, I almost want a hard time. Like, I'm really warming up to it the more I have of it. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, out working on the smoker, got something on, just sitting outside. It's a crisp, cool, cold day. Got a big beer and like, don't feel bad about that at all. That's yeah. good. That's good times. Good stuff. Josh. Yeah, this is, <clears throat> excuse me. This is coffee forward. The, you, you're right. Well, this is not a beer with coffee. This is a coffee beer. Uh, bought this and the other beer last weekend. Was really surprised with this. I wasn't really, you know, I kind of expected it to be adjuncted to all get out. And then I looked at the can and thought, well, no, this is just a. Plain ass stout. What the hell? Yeah, right. Mm, ass stouts. Yes, that's right. How it's, weird is it that we're in this place that you see breakfast out and you automatically assume like it has to have bacon in it? Yeah, exactly. and it's probably got maple syrup. Yep, and they probably like deep fried some eggs and like threw those in there too. So it's got yolk floating around in it somewhere. And <laughs> gross. But yeah, I mean, I was just really surprised when I read the back of that can and went brewed with buttermilk biscuits. This is it. This is this why is, is the head on this beer scrambled? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the milk's gone bad. Speaking of imperial cocoa, <laughs> but no, this is this is damn good. I I, I love this this beer, and, and again because it's not adjuncted all hell and back, it's it's fantastic. It is super good. All right. Jeff, it's time for I tap that. Uh, that I tap that. You know, we're going to talk about the beer that we would most like to have on a keg. And I feel like this really isn't going to be that close, but I, I, I will be surprised. Uh, but I'm, uh, man, I, I'm, uh, I'm all in for this crispy boy. This Italian Pilsner is just absolutely stellar. Wells? I have been dreading this, uh, this moment of having to narrow down, like, of the four beers that I really enjoyed out of this lineup. Sorry, Chuck. Uh, What's, what's He's used what, to it, by but the, it's like what's the one that I like want to have on tap? I'm like, man, I have no idea. I think I'm gonna have to give it to that secondhand shanty just because y'all done did it. Yeah. Damn, it's great, and and that ugh, everything else is just like tied for a very razor close second place. Right. And jo- Josh can keep me honest here, but like we actually had a uh, a new I don't want to say a new listener like a, like an OG listener so to speak, but uh, that had recently reached out and be like. Uh, yeah, I hear y'all have Chuck beers. Uh, I think I could do the state of Georgia better. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, there's so we, we, have we have a, coming in tomorrow. Yeah, oh, we have a new challenger shoot. and uh, a whole box of uh, goodies. Well, I say like I don't want to put it out there. I don't know what what all they've sent, but uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, unfortunately, just missed the cutoff, but uh, should be uh, good times. Uh, you know, which I, I guess maybe is a good time to go ahead and throw out there. You know, for. Um, Anybody out there that is interested in doing that, uh, reach out to us at CBcast on the Twitters. Yeah. Uh, contact at crapbeercast.com if you're more uh, email inclined. But, uh, you know, 
just give us a shout and uh, you know let us know that uh, you'd like to send some beer. You know, like if, if you want some stuff from our market, you know we can uh, definitely arrange something like that. But uh, you know we've got a couple listeners, you know that that send stuff occasionally. You know that's how they like to support us. Other people support us through our Patreon. Either way uh, works. Patreon.com/slash/crapbeercast. And so like you know just whatever suits you best. Um, you know, or tell a friend and that kind of stuff's always awesome too. But thanks for all of, uh, all of you out there that are supporting us. And even those of you that may want to, and just haven't gotten around to it yet. Like just, you know, we appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah, it does. It really does. Josh, what are you tapping? Sorry. My nose was leaking. I had to go get a, <laughs> a napkin to take care of that. Uh, I've got to go with the, uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada. <laughs> Here's me. We're, this is going to be easy. We're all going for the same thing. Nope. Nope. I, I, and I knew we weren't that resident culture was Right there. Well, so is the big little thing for me. Yeah. Right there. Like, damn. And I guess it's just because I still have like four of the big little things sitting in there for after you guys leave. Ha ha! Success. So. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, hey Jeff, distract Josh real quick. Yeah, right. I got this. Oh, I cut his one can. <laughs> well, you've already said pretty much everything. So Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, well, yeah. Come, come hit us out on the interwebs. Uh, go to our website, crapbeercast.com. Uh, check us out. We've got a Facebook as well. Uh, and again, like if you're going to re- uh, interact with us, reach out to us, uh, slide into our DMs at CBCast on the Twitters. Wells, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me at all the Wells on Instagram and Twitter if you haven't blocked me. Josh, where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Uh, Jeff already said, even tell a friend. So I guess don't forget about our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast, if you want to throw news ideas or stories in there or if you just want to troll us and say this place is empty is anybody here because <laughs> it is because it is because nobody ever fucking uses it so you know hey there's that don't forget about this thing we forgot about oh we haven't forgotten about it since nobody posts anything in there except for chris when he was guesting with us for like two weeks uh yeah i guess other than that we'll talk to you guys next thursday <laughs>